Thank you, Earl, for sharing your gifts of music uh, with us. If you have been here at United Church over the summer months, you know that Pastor Kathy and I have been preaching a series of sermons on the great call stories in the Old Testament, and we turn to yet another one of those classic call stories, the story of God calling Gideon. Let us pray. Wise and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you today and always. Amen. Some weeks ago, I read an editorial, and the author of the editorial argued that this has been the summer of big decisions. For part of what the coronavirus pandemic has done for many of us in our lives, it is, has forced us to have to make hard and big decisions. For example, if you're a parent here in Collier County, you had to make a big decision recently. Will I send my child to school in person, or will I send my child online? We have been following throughout the week the stories of the major power football conferences in the NCAA. Will we play football or will we not? Billions of dollars hinge on that decision. If your business, will you start up or will you close down? If your church, will you open up or will you keep the door closed? Many of us have had to face big decisions in our lives in recent days and weeks. I want you to consider just for a moment one of those big decisions that's been landed on your lap recently. It may be a decision about that was uh, forced upon you by the pandemic. This happened and I'm not quite sure which direction I need to go. It may be a decision about your health or the health of someone you love. It may be a decision related to your work. It may be a decision related to a relationship. It may be a decision about, is this the right time for this or not? It may be a decision about, should I address this issue or not? Where recently in your life have you come to the point of having to perhaps make a big decision? If you've been weighing a big decision of late, I have good news, and that good news is this. God hears our prayers and offers guidance and direction to those who ask for God's wisdom on big decisions. One of the places where I see this being the case and being so evident in Scripture is in the story of Gideon. You'll recall that once upon a time, Gideon found that he had a great big decision that fell into his lap, a decision that he had to make. And the way Gideon responded to that decision was of utmost faith. Walk back into the story of Gideon and his fleece with me. You'll recall that once upon a time, God's people, the Israelites, had turned away from God and were worshiping idols. Because of this idol worship, uh, cosmically speaking, evil came upon uh, God's people, and God's people were under attack by the Midianites. 
Uh, Gideon and uh, the Israelites had to flee, and in this one moment where Gideon is found uh, on the threshing floor working in his job in agriculture, uh, God, who still cared very much about God's people, the Israelites, appeared to Gideon in and through the form of an angel. The angel said to Gideon, Gideon, you are supposed to be the one to lead God's people up against this enemy. For over the course of the history of Israel, God would often uh, find what were known to be judges who would rise up in leadership against uh, evil uh, forces. And Gideon was said by this angel to be one of those people. Gideon, after hearing this call from the angel to be the one who would lead God's people up against the Midianites, before just hopping into that role, decides that he wants to seek God's wisdom about the matter. And what happens next is of great interest. Gideon says, I tell you what, God, because I am so intent on seeking your wisdom, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my wool fleece and I'm going to bring it outside and then I'm going to go to sleep. And when I wake up in the morning, if the fleece is wet and the ground is dry, that will be a sign to me that indeed I am the one who is supposed to lead your people against the Midianites. Gideon goes to sleep, he wakes up the next morning, he notices that his fleece is wet and the ground is dry. Then Gideon, just to be sure and to receive even more clarity and wisdom from God, says, God, I'm going to ask you for a second sign. Tonight I'm going to go to bed, and if my fleece is dry and the ground is wet, then it will be a sign that I am the one that's supposed to be leading your people up against the Midianites. Gideon goes to sleep. He wakes up the next morning, and he notices that indeed uh, the ground is wet, but his fleece is dry. At which point Gideon determines that, yes, this is a call from God. The rest, you might say, is history. Gideon answered God's call and led God's people up against a victorious, uh, in a victorious battle up against the Midianites. And as I think about this scripture, and I think about the decision that Gideon had to make and the way he handled it, I do wonder if there's not some wisdom to be gleaned here in regards to the way Gideon went about seeking God's wisdom and direction about a big decision. But before I share with you what those virtues were that Gideon embodied that helped him make the right decision, go in the right direction into the will of God, I just wanted to call time out for a brief moment and offer up a disclaimer. Before anyone goes to the bargain basket tomorrow morning and purchases a $3 Patagonia fleece, I thought I would say a word about this concept of fleecing. For the question, the million dollar question really, that frequently gets asked about Gideon to the minister is, is it acceptable Christian practice to fleece? And my answer to that question is, it depends. I was reading in a Bible commentary a couple of uh, weeks ago about uh, two, perhaps, uh, warnings when it comes to fleecing or asking God for wisdom and direction. For later in the New Testament, Jesus does say, only a wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign. 
There are two instances in which God throughout the Bible does not provide a sign for somebody who asks for it. And the first instance is whenever a person decides to ask God for a sign that would demand that God demonstrate his power or existence. A great example of this would be the story of you know, Satan out in the wilderness. Remember that story in the New Testament when uh, Satan goes and, and says to Jesus, if you are the Son of God, then you ought to turn the rock into bread. You ought to jump off this mountain and rule all of the world. Well, when Satan asks for that sign, Satan does not receive it because God is totally uninterested in providing that for Satan because God does not want to demonstrate uh, his own power and who he is uh, based on a manipulative conversation uh, such as that. I think a second instance in Scripture where God does not deliver on a sign for God's people is whenever God's people go after a sign in such a way that is cheap or prearranged or whimsical. So a couple of examples might be, God, when I'm facing this big decision in my life, whatever shows up in the fortune cookie tonight after the Chinese food, that's the way I'm gonna go. Or God, if the phone rings tomorrow between 10 and 12, then it will be a sign of this. Or my personal favorite, and I have to attest that I've done this from time to time, you take the Bible and you drop it on the floor, whatever page it opens up to, that must be the direction that God wants you to go. God does not seem to be interested throughout Scripture in kind of cheap, whimsical gimmicks. But insofar as a person such as Gideon approaches God with right and true motive and in a posture of faithfulness, God does respond with guidance when it comes to a great big decision that you or I might have to make. When I studied this scripture, my sense is there were three virtues that Gideon in this text embodied that helped him sense the direction of where God wanted him to go. First and foremost, patience. I find it most interesting in this text that after the angel shares back with Gideon what his call is, Gideon does not respond right away, but rather takes a step back from the situation and decides that he is going to not once, but twice, do this fleecing. I bet if I were to ask you about the decisions in your life that didn't go quite right, many of them may have been because you rushed. And part of what I sense Gideon did real well in this story was to be patient and to be sure that God was leading him in the right direction. He took the time to receive the clarity. It was not as though God said back to Gideon, Gideon, because you weren't convinced right away, I'm not going to give you that sign. In fact, the opposite is the case. God gave him not one sign, but two. Many Christian scholars actually liken this story to the story of Thomas in the New Testament. Remember that story after Jesus' resurrection where Thomas needs to be convinced a little bit more? He's seven days later than the disciples. Well, what ultimately does Jesus do for Thomas? doesn't just say, you know, see you later. Jesus says, no, I'm going to actually give you the sign that you have come and asked for. There's a certain patience here on behalf of Gideon that really is a virtue of his faith, in my opinion. Later in the 
New Testament, the Apostle Paul did that with Timothy. Said to the younger minister, when it comes to the truth, test it out a little bit. Make sure it's clear before you go forward in any given situation. You know, on Friday of this past week, I sent out to many of you in the congregation in the weekly news email um, the wonderful poem that was by Robert Frost, the poem, The Road Not Taken. And uh, Robert Frost was famous for writing that poem and saying that if two roads diverge in a, in a yellow wood, you ought to take the one that is less traveled. And I got a chuckle after I um, sent out that email. I remembered a great quote from Yogi Berra. And uh, Yogi, back in 1989, made this remark. He said that if you come to a fork in the road in your life, you would be wise to pick it up and eat dinner with it. <laughs> and in considering Yogi's remark, I, I, I do wonder if there is not some wisdom in that. When you have been called by God or have to make a different decision or move in a different direction, there is some wisdom to taking time and to waiting and being sure that that clarity is there. Fleece with patience, Gideon teaches me. And then second, fleece with humility. Scholars are also quick to point out about the story of Gideon that there seems to be a very meaningful uh, a message here in Gideon's going to sleep overnight when he is doing this fleecing exercise. For part of what that means is that if Gideon really and truly is seeking God's direction in his life, what Gideon is doing in taking that fleece and putting it outside and then going to bed is Gideon is saying to God, God, I want to be so sure that the direction I'm going in is yours and not mine. Therefore, I'm going to go to sleep to make sure that the purity of the way you want me to go is indeed because of you and not me. And often when we make decisions in our lives, one of the greatest and biggest obstacles to those decisions is ourselves. For we may believe that in order to move in a certain direction in our life and to follow God's will in our life, we have to be the ones to figure it all out. Instead of going to sleep, we access our computer and find out more information about it. Or we talk to other people about it and we pursue it. And oftentimes what we do is we finally get to the bottom of that big decision and we say, well, nothing has been clear, so now it is time to pray. But Gideon kind of takes that quote and puts it in reverse and says, I am going to seek God first because I don't know. And then it is going to become a lot more clear to me. I don't know about you, but from time to time I bump into other Christians who often in any given moment, particularly a moment that is challenging, they make sure that they have a purpose or an answer for everything. But Gideon's faith and humility in this text, really and truly, is his willingness to admit that he does not know the right direction. Those words of, God, please don't be angry with me, Gideon 6.39, but give me another sign, suggests that Gideon does not know everything and has so divorced this situation from himself and gone to sleep and let God act in, that Gideon really and truly wants to be sure it is the direction that God wants him to go. He fleeces with humility. Or to put it another way, I was reading in the same commentary I mentioned earlier in this message, um, an interesting bit of wisdom called the three G's. And uh, the bit of wisdom was this, 
if you're facing a big decision like Gideon, got it before you Google it. In other words, bring it first to God and then bring it to Google and see the direction that it might steer you. Fleece with patience. Fleece with humility. And then third and finally, if you find yourself weighing a big decision today, be sure to obey. I can hear the echo of one of my Old Testament professors in graduate school who often used to say what made Gideon a hero of the faith was that he did not ask God for a third sign. In other words, after receiving that second sign, Gideon got up and got going in the direction God called him to. Gideon, we're told in Hebrews 11, is part of the saints of our faith who are in heaven. And Gideon is there because he really and truly did not ask for a third sign, but was faithful to that call when he knew it was clear and he was the one who was supposed to do this. Even if you've never heard anything about uh, Gideon before you came to church today, you know that Gideon was later made famous uh, in the 20th century by Gideon's International. You know, the group that, uh, starting in 1907, has now put 1.3 billion different Bibles in hotels and motels around the world. The Bibles are translated into 97 different languages and are in 197 different countries. And next time you go to a hotel, if you pull out the Gideon Bible, you will see the Gideon mission statement. And the mission statement is not just about a person receiving wisdom from God, it's about a person always being prepared to act upon that wisdom. This is the mission statement of Gideon's International, so that any person, in any place, in any situation, will be ready to follow the will of God. That's why the Gideons put the Bibles in the hotel rooms, not just to give us wisdom, but to encourage us to obey and walk into the will of God. I'll close with a final story. It's about a young man who back in uh, the 1950s applied for a job as a Morse code operator. He noticed in the newspaper, in the classified section of the newspaper, uh, where this office of uh, Morse coding was in uh, the town in which he lived. And he showed up at 10 o'clock in the morning where all candidates uh, were asked to show up for their interview. And when he walked into the foyer room of the uh, company that was specialized in telegraphs, he noticed that there were seven others who had been there to apply for the job. And there was a sign on the receptionist's desk that said, if you're here for the job, please take a seat and we will be there with you soon, interviewing you one by one. Well, it was rather noisy in the foyer room of the office and there was some clanking and sounds and other different candidates were talking amongst uh, one another. And the young man was uh, just sitting there in the room and he just suddenly got up and he went through the door that he was not supposed to go in. He walked and he talked with the people who were in charge of the telegraph company and only three minutes later he walked back out in the foyer and the people who were in charge of the company said, I'm sorry all of you other candidates, you're going to have to go, this young man got the job. 
Well, the others who were in the foyer of that space said, wait, that, that, this is not fair. It says right here on the receptionist's desk that we are supposed to be sitting in this room and that you would call us back one by one. And the CEO of the telegraph company said, all the while that you have been sitting in this room, behind all the clutter and background noise, there has been a telegraph message that has been sounding these words. If you hear this message, walk through the door. I do not know which direction God has called you to go. But I do know this, I'm not going to get in the way of that door. If you've been weighing a big decision recently, fleece with patience, fleece with humility. But most importantly, when it's time to go, get up and go. Walk through that door. For really and truly, what made Gideon a hero of the faith is that he did not ask God for a third sign. Amen.